0: You You are divine. divine. Good mother trucking morning, you beautiful, unique soul. I know we usually meet on Mondays. This is a little weird for us being here on Sunday morning at 4:44, our typical time, different day. But this episode could not wait. Uh, I just number one, uh, obviously you've seen the new podcast cover. I want to give you all the behind the scenes, all the context about that shoot. And I also feel like if you saw the title of this episode, you already know what we're going to talk about. It felt wrong somehow to post this episode on a Monday when it's meant to be for a Sunday. (laughs) So you're getting this week's episode a little bit early and then we're going to have a little bit of a bigger break before the next episode because it will come out Monday of next week, not tomorrow, but the following Monday. So hello, good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time it is for you. I hope you've had an absolute stellar ending to your week and that you're anticipating the start of this new one and if you're not then this is going to be quite the episode for you. So, first and foremost, let me give you the the BTS, the behind the scenes of The cover of divine authenticity. So y'all know, like two or three weeks ago, I changed the cover of the podcast and it's on my Instagram at divine authenticity, not Chloe Taylor's Instagram, but the actual podcasts, Instagram divine authenticity it's on there, But that's like the only place I think you can see it right now. (laughs) I took it down everywhere else. Like even in the past episodes since January, I took it down and I put this podcast cover on because it just was not serving. It was not the luxurious Primo Torian energy that, you know, I am always serving and I'm always bringing to the table The new cover is obviously very lavish, luxurious, it is the energy that Chloe Taylor is claiming for 2023. And it's just, I told y'all recently as well that 2023 felt like a red year for me, not in a negative financial bank statement kind of way, but a red year as in I just I feel like I am that bitch that will base my whole personality on a color and 2023 just feels red to me. I red is my color this year. I have red clothes, a red cup, like I just girlfriend is doing red things. So the cover obviously had to reflect that, but let me just talk about how this happened. So I've been collecting images for a while. I actually have a board on my Pinterest, which I need to start linking my Pinterest, I need to overhaul it and actually make it cool. But my Pinterest, I need to start linking for y'all because I feel like I pin a lot of cool stuff that if you like my vibe, you might want to be my Pinterest friend. But I'd been saving images, I have like a secret board that I post, it's called pictures to take and it's all the pictures that I like love how this image looks and I want to take a photo like this. And I had so many saved with this kind of aesthetic that were sunglasses with. Uh, earrings, but like basically giving like hotel resort, it was the vibe I wanted. And I think when I think about my dream life, this is something I don't think I've ever said. When I think about manifesting my dream life, you know, obviously still considering the bad days and who I will be on those days too, which we talked about I want to say two episodes back, episode 121, we talked about how you shouldn't only think about yourself when you're having like the best vacation of your life. You should think about your day-to-day life and when you deal with upset, how does your dream self handle that? But if you want to know about that, go back to that episode. My point is, is that in my dream life, something that I feel like I've always been ashamed to admit mostly because I've been like the shame has been built in me, you know, and it's something I've really been working this year in particular to break is so many people carry weird beliefs around money, and they will constantly project that onto you. And I from the time that I was a tiny baby, I have always looked at like luxury and resort quality and I have an eye for luxury. I really do. You could hand me a plate of jewelry ranging in prices and I would be able to pick out the most expensive one, not because it's based on money, but because it is based on quality. I have a very keen eye for quality and I've always felt very shamed for wanting more for wanting the luxurious bougie skincare for wanting luxurious vacations for wanting to like rent a yacht for wanting to experience luxury. Like my favorite TV show of all time is gossip girl because it gave you this inside glimpse into luxury. And again, I've always felt so like ashamed to admit that I really love luxury. I do. I love luxury. And I think I've carried this belief that if I have really nice things, I should feel bad because other people in the world have less or not everybody, but some people in the world have less that I need to hold on to all of this guilt. And how can I want more or want extra things when there are people in the world that have nothing. And I'm always kind of like smack down to this like very earthbound place. And I feel like something that I keep coming to is that both of those things can be true at the same time. I can want to be a luxurious person and experience luxury and experience life through the five senses or six. And there can still be people in the world that go without and don't have as much. And honestly, me being not rich and luxurious is not going to help those people. I feel like when I am feeling good, when I'm giving to myself and I have abundance in excess, I am more than willing to share that abundance and excess. I have no problem. And this isn't me like pandering and trying to sound like a better or holier than thou person. I honestly think that this is something that I need to say for myself, but I also want to say, because I think maybe some of you might feel this in your life too. Maybe you have dealt with a similar shame and you just need to hear somebody else say it, but I feel like both of those things can be true. And also when you're living your most luxurious life, it doesn't automatically make you a selfish person. It doesn't automatically make you the Jeff Bezos of the world. It doesn't automatically make you a capitalist. It doesn't make you someone that roots your business in stealing off the backs of hard workers. And I think that is something that really... I have had to work very hard to undo that damage to believing that if I crave luxury, and that's how I want to experience this life, that that doesn't make me a bad person or an ungrateful or selfish person. And I'm still working on it. I definitely still have a hard time, especially when I'm around other people that struggle with those insecurities. I find that like any kind of comment about like, Oh, you don't need all of that, or that's a lot or that's expensive. I kind of shrink a little bit still. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't want that much. Maybe that's too much. And the reason I bring all of this up is this podcast cover is me in my like purest dreaming as big as I can form. This is like, probably something that really has like helped me heal this part of my life. The relationship I have to luxury and money was putting myself out there in such a it's a little provocative. We're not going to lie about it. You know, I did sit half naked basically in front of my entire neighborhood to get this photo. But this is who I want to be. This is the person that I am if I want to come out unapologetic as fuck about it. It is, I like nice things. I like quality items. I like spending lavishly on myself. I like expensive cheese. I like expensive skincare. I like nice cars. I, well, actually, I don't really give a fuck about cars. That's a lie. <laughs> I like my car, which I don't consider my car to be a luxury car. And I'm perfectly happy with it. It's sensible, but still slightly an upgrade. I drive a Nissan Rogue and I love her. She's fabulous. Her name is Hermione. Um, but I I love that energy and I crave it. It is, And it's not, again, I think there's also I had this belief as well that like, oh, Chloe, you're on the hedonic treadmill. And every time you get something, you just want more, 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 more. And that's not good. That's very toxic. You're looking for happiness and fulfillment outside of you. And that's also not true. I'm not looking for that. I actually feel like 2021 and 2022, if you've listened to any of my mental health episodes, A lot of that was me learning that happiness is not beyond me and that I've had to really understand that happiness is an inside job and it is a choice. And you're not gonna get, or I was not gonna get to this place of fulfillment and luxury that was gonna make me feel so good on the inside. However, I came here to experience the human experience and I get to be the author of that story. I get to decide how and on what terms And in knowing that, That means I can design it any way I want to. And I was letting all of these fears and uncomfortable feelings and everybody's going to judge me if I like luxury. Everybody's going to judge me if I have more. Everybody's going to judge me and I'm not going to have any friends and I'm going to be abandoned. And everybody's going to think I'm selfish and that I want too much and that I'm empty on the inside. Because surely if you like luxury, you must be empty on the inside. Basically, these are like all the beliefs that would just run on autopilot. And I always have all these like really women in luxury photos saved to this Pinterest board that just like, I'm just like, gosh, like that is the energy I want to live in. I want that to be my daily life. And I want to feel that. I want to feel what fucking Chloe Taylor, luxurious multimillionaire feels like. What does that feel like? And these photos are that, this was me playing multi-millionaire housewife for a day, and just letting myself luxuriate in whatever. So. Basically, it was one part Pinterest inspiration, it was one part healing my own issues with luxury, and it also was just kind of fun, like most of this photo shoot, I'm going to be totally honest with you, I was a little drunk, Um, I got some really cheap champagne, and I used it as a prop, but I also drank a lot of it, and... My husband was my cameraman taking direction from me. I did all of the editing and actually creating the cover, but my husband was the person pointing and shooting. And um, we had a great time. I shot this photo right on my deck in my house or at my house, because the beautiful thing about having a lens that is a 50 millimeter is it doesn't matter where you shoot. Like I can be in my neighborhood and I'm not giving away my location because it's so blurry in the background that you would never be able to tell. And I'm always very careful about like location doxing because I am on the internet, like my whole career and everything. But We shot this right on my front deck. I have some behind the scenes photos. If you go to my Divine Authenticity account, which my Instagram account, it's just at Divine Authenticity. I posted this cover with a bunch of photos that we didn't use and a couple of behind the scenes shots. And honestly, this was so much fun. I feel like this is who Chloe Taylor is embodying for 2023. This is me being unapologetic as fuck about how much I like nice things and being like, gosh, like even if I go to the beach, don't get me wrong. I am all for big sunglasses and chapstick and like not having messy hair, beachy, messy hair. But I am also that bitch that would go to the beach with mascara and lipstick on because that is just the energy I want to carry. That is the person when I look at myself, that is who I am. It's not a I'm trying to be something for someone else. It's this is who I am. And I think I've denied that for so many years, based on my own past conditioning based on the house I was raised in, based on the experiences around luxury that I've had. And now I just, I don't care. Like this, this is me. This is what you get. (laughs) And I don't have shame in that. And if it comes up, I refuse to carry it. I refuse to carry shame about the things that I desire for myself in this lifetime. And it's, I think I'm still on that journey of really uncovering that. And Ultimately, I think it's also a journey of letting go of people making up stories about you, even if it's people that you know and love, it's a journey of let them think what they want. Like, I don't care. I do this because I love to experience life this way. And truly, when I think about like my perfect day it's very much rooted in how can I activate my senses? How can I taste the best food? How can I smell the best smells? How can I have the perfect view? How can I, um, you know, what can I, what, what feelings can I surround myself with? Like things to touch, you know, what are the softest blankets? What are the nicest bed sheets? I like the feeling of luxury. And that, it, and I do think that luxury also, This is going to sound nuts if you've never thought about it. Luxury actually has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with how you feel. Luxury is a feeling. And if you use items to make yourself feel that way, that is okay. I firmly believe that you can achieve the feeling of luxury with a $500 dinner, but also a really elegant put together home cooked meal. You can achieve it both ways. But my point is, is I just feel like I've had so much shame surrounding that. And that's just not what we're doing moving forward. So to give a little more behind the scenes of this shoot, I, it was very funny because (laughs) it was like. 40 degrees outside which 40 degrees Fahrenheit um and I had on this like really thin cotton robe period panties which I'm not on my period right now but my period panties are comfy and they also kind of look like shorts because I buy the boy short ones and so like they were kind of posing like shorts I had a strapless bra on This thin cotton robe. I had my Uggs on, which you can't see in like 90% of the photos because I didn't want feet pictures. You got to go to OnlyFans for that, which I don't have in OnlyFans. Um, You got to pay if you want the feet. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, But I had my Uggs on. I had my hair up in the towel like you see in the image. Full glam. I even put on fake lashes for this shoot. Fake lashes, gold earrings, red lipstick, red sunglasses that I got from Target, Um, and I painted my nails, myself, that beautiful red color that matched everything. And so I'm, I'm out there glammed up on my deck, right. For all of my neighborhood to see, (laughs) and I'm freezing. So like in between every, probably like 25 to 50 photos, we shot about close to 300, I believe. Every, between every 25 to 50 photos, I would go in my house and like stand in front of the fireplace and try to warm up a little bit and then go back outside. So there was a lot of work that went into this, but it was just me and my husband having a good time. Him making me laugh. Um, we had that there's a few shots that I have with a coffee in a China glass or in like a China cup. And the coffee was like this coffee that my husband made but then like watered it down so I didn't drink any of it it was just a prop and then oh we also had to look for a magazine we ended up with a new yorker this is actually funny um I wanted a vogue originally I wanted a vogue magazine because that just speaks like luxury and high fashion I don't give a fuck about vogue I don't read vogue it would have been a poser's prop Uh, I definitely am somebody that would rather read like women's health or something, but I was like, just for the luxury fantasy of it, let's get like a French Vogue. And I'm sorry, this is where my like, yes, I'm bougie. Yes, I love luxury, but I was not about to pay $20 for a new Vogue when I knew I wasn't going to really like, I wasn't interested. So I was like, we are not doing that. We'll go to the library and check one out. So we go to our local library to look for a Vogue. They don't have any. They don't carry Vogue. They only carry Vogue knitting, which I didn't even know was a thing. And then they were like, yeah, we don't carry that. Sorry. So... Couldn't get a Vogue for free. I even went to two different thrift stores to try to find a Vogue. Nobody sold magazines. So we ended up picking through at the library. They had a free basket where you could just take from their free stock that they were magazines that like community members donate. And... They happen to have a January 2023 New Yorker. And I said, this will work. This is like avant-garde enough that the New Yorker will work. So I have a New Yorker magazine that I will probably never read. But I wanted to bring that luxury, avant-garde, rich anti vibe. So to me, it was going to be Vogue or something very posh. And the New Yorker just speaks posh to me. So we got the New Yorker. uh, And we just did it. We just did the damn thing, freezing toes and all. (laughs) And it was glorious. I had a lot of fun. I love how the photos came out. I was feeling really confident and, um, I love it. And I think it really, it, it really speaks to me and to this podcast and i hope you i hope you all like it too. Now, let's get into the topic at hand today. So, the thing i really wanted to discuss, i know we talked a little bit last week in episode 122 about healthy habits when you're having a day that feels kind of off. But today I wanna talk to you about my ideal Sunday reset because I do believe in routines. You all know that about me. We talk about routines all the time. I believe in a good solid routine, I believe that your daily habits are what creates your life. And if you have good, strong, solid habits, you will create a good, strong, solid life. That doesn't mean that bad shit never happens to you. But it does mean that you're able to handle it with more grace and ease, because your habits and your systems are trusted methods that you work through your life. So My ideal Sunday reset. I wanted this to go out on a Sunday because I wanted y'all to consider how you might set yourself up for success this week. And that doesn't even mean, I want to make it very clear that success looks different to everybody. It doesn't mean that you're out there grinding and hustling. In fact, I would highly discourage hustle culture from my perspective. I think that hustle culture creates burnout and we have to be really careful about that. But... Do what feels good to you. So these are just suggestions. These are things that on my ideal Sunday reset, this is what I would do. It doesn't look like this every single week. It's not perfect, but there are a few things that I would say do get done. And those are the things I want to cover the most. So I look at Sunday, like truly the start of the week, even though Monday is like the work week, I feel like Sunday is, you know, I don't make social plans on Sundays. I'm very strict about that. Um, I won't schedule any calls, anything with like business. Um, I do my best to try not to work on Sunday, but it does often happen. I won't lie about that. We're going to talk about that in this episode. Um, but Sundays are reserved for getting me in the right mindset for the week ahead. That is the most important thing. So my number one for a Sunday Sunday reset is waking up no later than 7.30. And the reason why this is my rule is because often on Friday nights and Saturday nights, I go to bed a little bit later and I will sleep in until maybe 9 o'clock at the latest. I really have become a true early riser ever since the end of last year. And I've really kept that going. So I might sleep in a little on Fridays and Saturdays, Fridays, because I obviously work for myself. So I'm able to make Fridays a little more chill, but Fridays and Saturdays, I tend to sleep in a little bit more. And I do that because I stay up later. I hang out with my husband. I might go see friends. I might make plans with some locals here in my community. I actually have plans on Saturday and I'm really excited about them. But I, on Sunday, I make myself get up early on purpose because My idea behind this is if I get up early on Sunday on a day where I'm not having to be 1000% focused on work, I am already setting myself up for success because I will be tired enough on Sunday night to go to bed at a reasonable hour to get up at the time I desire on Monday morning. So I kind of do a little like Weekend reset when I let myself sleep in on Friday, Saturday. I get up a little earlier Sunday, and then Monday, 6 30 rolls around. I'm ready to get up at that time because I've gone to bed earlier. So, I would encourage if that's you, don't wait until Monday morning to get up early and be so dreading your Monday. If you have a good Sunday routine, you will not dread Monday as hard or maybe even at all. So I wake up by around 7:30 and the first thing I'm doing is I am getting into my office space which my office has a really large like space in the middle of it. Like I could host like a three-person workout class in here and we would have enough room for all of us. Um, but I have like a yoga mat that I bring out and I have started, it's what all the girlies are doing. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's one of those wellness things that I was really shocked that I liked it, but all the girlies are into it. And I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And now I'm into it and I totally get it. Um, It is, it is worth the hype that everybody gives it, but I'm rolling out my yoga mat and I am doing a little um, dimly lit or sometimes even candle lit Pilates. Uh, I follow YouTube videos. I don't go to a class. I just don't feel brave enough for that yet. We'll talk about that probably in a future episode when we talk more about like whole body health and wellness, which is something I do want to discuss this year, especially as I'm graduating from holistic nutrition school, but, um, just rolling out my mat lighting some candles. Maybe I'll turn my flameless candles on. I also like to turn my diffuser on. I have a diffuser that I just got at target. I like to put orange oil in it or sometimes orange and mint, which is a really great combo to help wake you up in the morning. Um, the citrus with the mint combination is just like really rejuvenating and like kind of, it does, it just kind of wakes you up. So I'll put those in my diffuser, light my candles, roll out my mat and I just go on YouTube and I'll look for like beginners' Pilates, usually a 20 to a 30 minute class. And I will do that first thing because I'm and oh, something else. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um using bala weights is another thing that I feel like that the girlies they are all about, the bala weights. And I totally understand it. This is worth the hype. There are some things we're going to do a wellness favorites soon too. And I'm going to talk about these things a little more, but the Bala weights are definitely worth the hype. You can get them in one pound or two pounds and doing Pilates with the Bala weights on, it just adds like a little extra resistance to your workout. So definitely worth, I like to put them on and clean sometimes too, because it makes me feel like I'm doing more, even if it's not doing anything, it does something good for my brain. So I'll put them on and then like do, cleaning around the house and it totally makes me feel like I worked harder. So, um, I'll do like my little Pilates moment. It's cute. I also like to have some, I don't do cold water all the time because I know that there is some like research that states that your body really doesn't handle drinking cold water. Super well, like it it makes your body have to work harder to cool it down. Or there's I've heard things on both ends of the spectrum. Even as somebody that has gone through school for holistic nutrition or is almost approaching finishing it, I've heard arguments on both sides of it of yes, drink cold water, don't drink cold water. I say do what makes you motherfucking happy. And I do like a cold water in the morning because I think it helps wake me up. But the thing is, on a Sunday, I'm making what Sam oscrawl for from YouTube calls pretty water. Pretty water is basically just spa water where you have your water but you put like cucumber in it or watermelon slices or blueberries and lemon or you just make something fruity and cute but it's just water. So you know that I'm doing that in the morning too. And just kind of helps wake me up a little bit and especially while I'm doing those pilates if I'm already feeling sleepy that really helps me to like get into a good flow. And then I feel really accomplished at the top of my day. Now, the next thing I'm gonna do immediately after that is not shower, contrary to popular belief. I know, you would think workout, you would wanna shower immediately. Uh, Because the Pilates is such like a slow holding movement, I do sweat, but not uncontrollably. And I find that I can wait until later in the evening. I'm not really a morning shower kind of girly. I prefer to shower in the evening. So, um, I will go get on my breakfast, my matcha and my reading game. So we're having breakfast. We're, we're having breakfast. We are, having a matcha I really like peak matcha not sponsored just love it Uh, I've talked about peak matcha before I think it's some of the best at home matcha I've ever had and I like a matcha sometimes I'll have coffee I'm trying to make coffee more of a rarity in my life because I feel like I got really on a kick of having it a lot again and it just I don't know I feel weird when I'm constantly drinking coffee so I'm kind of getting back onto matcha again but we're having breakfast. My typical breakfast in all honesty is usually like two scrambled eggs with some arugula thrown in there. Maybe a little goat cheese, maybe no cheese, maybe some nutritional yeast. Uh, and then I'll either have like toast or I really like the beyond plant-based sausages. I pretty well eat everything now, especially after going through school and like learning about the human body more and the biology of different diets and what works specifically for one person and what might work for another. And for my body, especially as an inflamed baby, cause I do deal with a couple of inflammation um autoimmune diseases that cause inflammation. Um I find that my body works pretty well on little to no dairy and absolutely zero red meat. I do not do red meat. Um I used to be vegan. I was vegan for like 5 years, like strict vegan for 5 years and ever since I want to say it was like March of last year, maybe the year before. I can't remember, but I haven't been vegan for over a year, I know that. And honestly, I was already like pretty well vegetarian for quite a while or pescatarian, like I was eating eggs and fish, but like nothing else. And then going to school, I feel like that really shifted my perspective on a lot and Um, I still think that veganism is a beautiful thing. I think that it does work for some people. I think that it can be maintained and you can get all of your nutrients. I just think it's a lot more work than truthfully I was willing to put in. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not here to offend any vegans. I think if you're vegan, you're allowed to be here. I still respect your choices. Um, it's just not for me. It's an, it's going to be a no from me, but ultimately, Um, I still don't do red meat though. So if I really want sausage, I'll do like a plant-based sausage, or if I, I, if I could find some chicken breakfast sausage, I would be about that, but I haven't been able to find any in my area yet. So doing a little breakfast sausage, doing a matcha moment. And if, if I do not do breakfast undistracted, I will read during breakfast because I feel like. Something that again, we talked about this in the last episode, too, I I talked a little bit about um, eating disorders, which we're not going to get into right now. But I talked about like my own experience with eating disorders. And something that I have learned is that eating when I'm less distracted actually helps me to have a better relationship with food. So I try not to like be on my phone or be on my iPad or watch TV. I try to just like sit at the table, maybe enjoy the view because I do live waterfront. So I'm able to like view the ocean from where I eat breakfast. So I might like enjoy the view. If I really want something, um, I might read or enjoy a podcast while I eat. So it's not as like visually stimulating. uh, I find that that really helps me. So that also helps me to get like a couple chapters of a book in because I've really been trying to get back to reading this year as, excuse me, as well. So After that, I really like to focus on cleanup. So I always turn on Superhuman. Y'all know I am a huge advocate of the app Superhuman. Uh, I've talked about it countless times. It is an app that I truly believe changed my life. I think the trauma therapy, the CBT, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, was great. I think talking to a psychiatrist was great. I think having a support system was great. I recognize recognized that I had a lot of privilege available to me to heal from a lot of my mental health problems over the last couple of years. But I really got to tell you, and this is not sponsored. It just changed my life that much that I won't shut up about it. The superhuman app, I believe actually helped me heal. like. It was the thing that when I got into the rhythm of using it every day, it shifted me and my perspective on life so much that I created a whole new outlook on life. I created a whole new self. And like, I wish that I had a, an affiliate link with them because I feel like I would inspire so many people to use that app, but I do not have one of those. Uh, They are just really incredible. Mimi Beauchard, the creator is just a mastermind and I appreciate her work so much, but in any case, I turn on superhuman and I will put on a cleaning meditation and I will walk around my house cleaning as my future self. Um, you know, I'll clean up my breakfast. If there was anything I left behind the day before, which is not likely usually, unless I was like you know, boozy the night before or something. I don't usually leave a mess. That's like a big thing for me is I like to go to bed with a clean kitchen, clean dining room, clean living room. The rest of my house might be a mess, but those three rooms always get a work over because I find that when my kitchen gets messy, the rest, it just bleeds into the rest of the house. So um, it's unlikely, but if I did leave a mess, I will go through and take time to clean up. Um, I'll also go and like wipe my office surfaces. I might turn the Roomba on in my office or send it to my office. Um, you know, this is where I'll kind of do like a 25, 30 minute little cleaning. Sometimes it's 15 if that's all I need, but I'll do superhuman while I clean up. And this is also where I'll put my sheets in the wash, or I will start laundry because Sunday is an excellent day for me for laundry. I do not wash my sheets every week, but I would say bi-weekly they're getting washed. Um, and I. Laundry, I hate laundry, but I find that the more I make myself consistently do it, the better I feel. So I make myself do it. Uh, But that this is where I'll put like loads of laundry in. And then if I have any like work to do, This is the point where I will sit down and start doing that. Or if I need to content plan for my week, or maybe it's the end of the month and I need to put together a new whiteboard calendar for the month, or I'll plan out tomorrow's work or, you know, whatever I need to do the next day. So I might spend several hours. Sometimes I'll record my Patreon weekly content. Uh, Sometimes I'll sit and I'll record the podcast on Sunday. I prefer not to do that. I prefer to have the podcast filmed earlier, but sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. So um, I'll work on the podcast. This will usually be done for quite a few hours. And once I finish work, this is where I'm going to have lunch or sometimes I'll work through lunch. This does not always happen every Sunday, but I'll make sure I eat something. Even if I just eat it and come back to my desk, lunch is like the one meal of the day that I don't make a lot of room for mostly because I I'm just going to be honest. I see it as more of a nuisance, especially when I'm in the creative flow. I hate it when lunch breaks up my brain time, when I'm trying to like create and make new things. And I hate it. Lunch irritates me. So I don't make a lot of space for it. Oftentimes my husband will actually make it for us because I don't have the patience. I'm big on breakfast and I'm big on dinner, but lunch is an annoyance to me. So Um, I sometimes will just eat it at my desk. And then, uh, once I'm wrapped up with work though, I will make time to groceries. This is where I'm planning my meals for the week. I'm grocery shopping. Um, I'm figuring out what we're going to be having me and my husband. We both work from home. So we both are in the kitchen, three meals a day, every single day we eat out maybe once a week tops. Um, I would say we don't even always eat out every week. Uh, We're actually pretty good about eating at home. He and I, we like to, we both like to cook. So that works out well for us, but we're doing grocery shopping, we're meal planning. And once I get home from that, this is where like my own personal reset time starts. So I really like to put on like a hair mask. I'm a big fan of, if you wanna go like the budget friendly bougie, just some melted coconut oil on your ends will do wonders for you if you need a hair mask. Like just melt it in the microwave and put it on your hair on the ends, focus it on the ends, put it in for 20 minutes to four hours, whatever you need. I have done it for short periods of time and long periods of time. I find that it works great both ways. I also really love the um, Olaplex number three. Uh, the girlies got me on that. And that's another one of those products that I feel like is highly worth it. I like it. It does good things for my hair. Um, so I like to put in a hair mask and put my hair up in a bun. And then if the weather permits... I will go on a walk down to the beachfront here, which this is not really a walk that I'm trying to like sweat and be super active. You know, I already did my workout first thing in the morning. I did Pilates. We're just going for a leisurely stroll. And sometimes I'll listen to Superhuman again. This is like my time. I usually go alone. Um, Sometimes my husband will come too, though. It's close to the house, so... Either way, but I will put my hair up, put my headphones in, um, put on my, you know, if I, I might have changed at some point in there after my morning workout, but I will basically take myself down to the beachfront and I just spend a little time with me. I'm big on praying. Y'all know that I don't necessarily pray to God. I'm not a Christian woman, but I do believe that I have spirit guides and a spiritual team. I do believe in source energy. I do believe that we can pray to our ancestors as well. So I'll spend some time just kind of meditating with myself, praying, um, kind of setting myself up for success for the week, imagining if the week went exactly how I wanted it to, what would it look like? What can I do right now? That's going to help me fulfill that. And from there, I will come back home and this is where like my personal Sunday reset self-care comes in. I might not do these things every day, but they do get done on a Sunday. So the first thing I'm gonna do is shower because my hair has that oily mask in it and it needs to be done dun- in rings. So I also prioritize washing my hair on Sunday. I don't know if y'all know that about me. I think we've talked about it, that I only wash my hair like one max, two times per week. I Definitely do not wash my hair constantly. Uh, my hairdresser said that it was better to not, and I feel like I've trained my hair to only need to be washed one to two times a week. So I wash my hair, usually it's once, usually once per week, and it's on Sunday. So I'm washing my hair mask out. I'm shaving as well, which I, in the winter do not shave as much. I have no shame about this. I think if you want to have hair on your legs and you identify as a woman, you do that. You have all the power to you. Um, Same with your underarms. Like you do not have to be a hairless wonder. But again, if we're talking about luxury, something that I discovered about myself is I love the feeling of shaved legs on sheets or like shaved legs in sweats, or I love that feeling. It feels luxurious to me. So that's why I do it. Uh, but not like there's a good chunk of the winter where I do not bother because I don't really care. I'm not wearing anything that even shows my legs, but, uh, I've started recently getting into the habit of shaving every Sunday because I have really fine light body hair. So I find that I only need to shave once a week, sometimes less than that. I'm very fortunate in that regard to my body that like my hair is so fine and so light on my body that you can't even really see it. Uh, so once a week is good, usually on Sundays. And the other thing I love to do is I will put body oil, like literally, once I turn the shower off, I will stay in the shower, like standing in the shower, and I keep my body oil in the shower. I just use a hundred percent organic apricot oil. You could use coconut oil. You could use jojoba oil. Um, I want to say I've heard good things about rose oil too. I use apricot oil because my deity that I work with most often is Aphrodite and apricots are special to her. Uh, And she is like the goddess of beauty. So uh, I rub that all over my body. Um, 100% apricot oil while my skin is still wet. I'm like rubbing it into my skin and I find that it like locks in the moisture. It makes me feel so smooth. I feel so good. Uh, And then I'll put my robe on, you know, towel off, do me. And then I'm getting into my skincare. So on Sundays, I really prioritize a lengthy, luxurious skincare experience. So I do this on bad days too. When I have a bad day, I'll do my skincare like this, but I'm talking, I am getting my facial steamer out. I am doing my Violet C Radiance Mask from Tatcha, which is the bougie face mask, but it, it works. like That face mask, I know everybody, all the girlies are about the Drunk Elephant Mask, which I have not tried yet. I would like to, but... My fave is the Violet C Radiance from Tasha. You notice a difference immediately. Um, So I like that mask. She's bougie, but we love her. Um, Actually, she's bougie, and that's why we love her. What what am I saying? See, I still get caught up in my own shame around luxury. It still happens, and I got to correct myself in real time. But ultimately, I'm I'm doing all of it, okay? I'm... I'm doing the face mask. I'm doing the serums, the lotions, the potions, the face steaming. And I'm like making myself look like a slug, right? My body's got all this oil on it. My face is nice and oiled up. I've got the lip mask on, the whole enchilada. Most people would just go to bed like that, but because it's Sunday... I really prioritize family time on Sunday as well. So this is why I don't make plans on Sundays, like in the evening, because this is my time with my husband. Like we might watch a movie or two together with the fireplace going, or we might play some games together, some video games. Me and my husband are big gamers. We always have been. Um, so we'll play video games or we'll just sit and chat or we'll sit and read together on the couch or my husband and I are very different in our tastes for sure, but we have a lot of interests that intersect. So like, even though we both like to read very different things, we are both avid readers. And even though we like very different games, we are both big gamers. Um, even though we, like everything that we do Do I feel like we have extremely like our tastes are very polar opposite, but they overlap periodically and we'll do those activities simultaneously. Like, even if we're both playing a video game separately, we'll be on discord in our separate offices talking to each other while we play our own games and we'll like screen share with each other so we can both watch what the other person's doing even though we're in the same house. Like that is an evening that we would spend together. We might share a couple glasses of wine. Like that is our family time. We'll also make dinner together on Sundays. Sunday dinner is always like special. Well, if we don't have it at our desks playing video games together, we'll actually sit at the kitchen table and have dinner together. Um, I prefer it that way. Actually, I prefer the no distraction and having dinner face-to-face, no phones. Maybe we'll light the candles that night. Like we kind of ritualize Sunday a little bit more. So it's dinner and family time and... My rule of thumb also is we can always go back to gaming or movie watching or whatever after dinner, but the kitchen has to be clean first. So once again, I clean the kitchen or my husband might do it too, but we're wiping down the counters. We're putting all the dishes in the dishwasher. We're sending the Roomba out to at least vacuum the kitchen and the dining room. And... I'm kind of doing our final clean, we're putting the sheets on the bed, we're putting the clothes away, and basically all of that before we sit and like relax the final time before we both go to bed. Uh, I usually head to bed earlier because I like to get in bed with my iPad and watch TV. I know that is probably something that all my girlies that are like, no screens, which I have been that bitch, I get it, are like, oh no, not TV in bed, but honestly. I am at a place in my life where I am unapologetically in love with myself and I love Netflix in bed. It is my favorite pleasure. It's not guilty. Ain't nothing guilty about it. It is my favorite pleasure. And that's all I love to do is like be cozy in my warm bed and watch TV. Lately, I've been watching Community, uh, which is on Netflix, a funny show. Um, I've seen it before. But it's been many years since I had my original watch. So I'm rewatching it. And sometimes I'll read in bed. It just really depends. Maybe I'll read my tarot cards for the week. It just really depends. But ultimately, that is what my Sunday reset looks like. So I kind of go above and beyond to do extra things. You know, I'm, I'm getting that workout in in the morning. I'm doing extra for me and my body, doing extra for my home And also just really prioritizing my life. Like my phone on Sundays, unless I want to be social, my phone is on Do Not Disturb all Sunday long. Like it is the Do Not Disturb reset that my week gets every single week. And the thing I really want to say in closing to this episode is that you deserve this. If you're somebody that's like, Oh, I could never do that. Like nobody ever leaves me alone, or I have to be there for every person. Let me just tell you that I have been there. I have been that person. I have been the person that I always made myself available for everyone in my life. And I was scared to take time out to just be with myself. And I was, I was, I was a chronic people pleaser. I would always try to make sure everybody else was okay. Make sure nobody was mad at me. Make sure that I could take this time. And now I'm so deep in my do not disturb era. I don't give a fuck. Like Honestly, I think with practice, it really gets perfected with practice. It really does get better and easier. And I'm honestly at a point in my life at this moment where I'm kind of just very selfish with my time and I'm unapologetic as fuck about it. Like I do not have time to not be considerate of others because I do think I'm a considerate person. I think almost too much, like to a painful degree sometimes, but ultimately I think all of that consideration and all of that, making sure everybody else was okay, putting everyone else first, putting all like... Everything, even my work before me, it just made me a person that I did not want to be. It made me into, like, if I could speak so candidly, when I did that, especially putting my work before my own personal care and my own leisure time and making sure I'm taken care of it turned me into like the parts of my own dad that I don't like the parts of my dad that were harmful or scary, or it turned me into this person. And I was like, it wasn't like those things did it. I still did. Like I was still the person that was frustrated and activated all the time and angry and upset that I didn't have leisure time. And I wasn't putting me first and I realized that seeing anybody around me rest or be taken care of when I didn't have this practice in place would send me into an anger spiral where even if I wasn't directing my anger at anyone, because I don't think that's helpful, I would be angry on the inside. How dare other people rest? Can't they see that there's things to be done or how dare somebody else be taking care of? Don't I deserve that? Why can't I have that? It kind of led to thoughts like that. So. I just want to say, if you're that person that feels really exhausted, like you cannot create these rituals for yourself or you have to be everybody's everything, it, it will change your whole life. If the, when you start to prioritize you, your time, your personal care, your routines, it will actually make you a better friend, better wife, better husband, better cousin, better daughter, better son, It will make you a better human because you will pour out to others from a full cup. And it took me depleting my entire cup to the point that not only was there not a single drop left, girl, the cup was out in the sun and she was melting. (laughs) I was going to be nothing before I knew it. And it took getting to that point, deciding to rebuild my cup, right? maybe it's a clay cup. You know, I had to reform the pottery around the cup and make it more sustainable again and refill and regenerate my cup and thankfully I feel like the people who couldn't understand that in my life really kind of fell away because they just couldn't really match and it's not a, I'm better than and they're lesser. Please know that that's never the take I'm coming for. But I feel like the people that could not match the vibration I was in naturally either fell away or rose to the vibration. That really is how it works. I know that might sound nutters to people that are not in like the raising your vibe energy, because I also think your vibration is generally neutral. Like it's not that higher vibes are better and lower vibes are bad. It's just, you're going to have a different experience based on that. And something that I noted is as I've started to create these routines, these rituals, these things that really fill me up, I'm so deep in my do not disturb era that I'm able to give to people with so much more love, with so much more true feelings, with so much more gratitude. And I want to help. I'm not just showing up because I feel like I have to. And honestly, it's made me a better human. So I'm a fan of habits and routines and being in your do not disturb era and having a Sunday reset. And just trust me on this one. If you decide to create and ritualize your life in this way, especially if you feel like you've been depleted, it, it will change you. It will change the way that you interact with the world around you and you will feel better. I think I said it last week that it irritates me when I hear people say like self-care doesn't do anything blah 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 blah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And No, it's not going to solve all of your mental health problems that you might be experiencing, but you do feel better when you feel well taken care of. Even if you are the person taking care of yourself, you do feel better. It does create a difference. So... In any case, I'm going to get off my soapbox now and (laughs) I'm going to go drink some water. Honestly, I feel like I just talked forever. This was a longer episode than I intended, but I hope you all are enjoying the new podcast cover. I hope that you'll consider any or some or all of these practices for your Sunday resets. And let me know in, especially if you're on Spotify, let me know down below what you do or what you want to do, or maybe what you want your Sunday reset to look like and your thoughts about the episode. Of course, uh, this week, actually I loved, and I know we're getting to this kind of late in the episode, but somebody got to it before I was able to put an episode out. And I just got to give a brief little shout out to Mia moon in the comments on Spotify. She said, excuse me or they I shouldn't assume they said excuse me slay me beyond everything with this cover so Mia you got to the cover before I could talk about it but thank you so much for noticing and thank you for leaving such a nice comment on the Spotify Uh, if you're on Apple you can feel free to leave a review I also pull reviews when I shout out y'all in the podcast episode but thank you so much Mia and thank you to those of you that leave a review or a question or a comment I genuinely review all of them before coming to film a new episode or record a new episode. So I really appreciate that. And of course, if you want to find me around the web, uh, all of my links are down below. I have Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm at Chloe Taylor everywhere. We also have an at divine authenticity on Instagram that we haven't done anything with it really yet, but I do have plans for it this year to add more things that I think will just be like a nice little warm hug or the psychological smackdown sometimes that your feed on Instagram might need. So make sure you follow at divine authenticity as well. And, um, I will talk to you all not tomorrow, but next Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Bye.